0: Let us open the Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. The Word of God to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, where the Apostle Paul explains a little bit about his ministry and how he always triumphs, no matter the response to the preaching of the Lord Jesus Christ and the knowledge of the Son of God that wicked men reject and God's children love. I'll start at verse 12 of 2 Corinthians 2. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened unto me of the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit, because I found not Titus my brother. But taking my leave of them, I went from thence into Macedonia. Now thanks be unto God. Which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savour of Christ, in them that are saved, and in them that perish. To the one we are the savour of death unto death, and to the other the savour of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. Amen and amen. Troas is the farthest western point of Turkey before you would cross over into Europe. And Troas was there and Paul preached there and the Lord gave him an opportunity to preach. And opened a door for him to be able to speak the doctrine of Jesus Christ. But he didn't have rest in his spirit because he was looking for Titus. And so he crossed the water there and came into Macedonia, the northern half of Greece. But he wants to say here, thanks be to God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ. No matter whether a door is opened or a door isn't opened, no matter how many reject it or how many accept the gospel that we preach, we always triumph. Because God is revealing hearts by our doctrine. God can only reveal hearts by doctrine of Jesus Christ when the doctrine of Jesus Christ is preached correctly, plainly, simply, biblically, without embellishing it, without human eloquence, without persuasiveness, just by laying out the truth to God's people. Thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. That means God reveals, or makes manifest, God reveals the sweet aroma, the sweet incense, of the knowledge of Jesus Christ in every place. There is an incense that goes up into heaven that is a sweet aroma And a savour that is pleasing to God by the preaching of Jesus Christ, no matter how it is received. Because when it is done honestly and done faithfully and done plainly and done without human entertainment, done without a lot of goofy illustrations or stories told or anecdotes or jokes, then a person that rejects it is rejecting the plain truth of God's word about his son. The greatest blessing ever given to this planet was Jesus Christ, the Son of God, coming here. And if they want to reject it, they're manifesting and giving an aroma off, they're giving forth a smell, that they are wicked, perishing, and deserve to do so. Right. Then there are those that hear it and humble themselves and embrace it, and they give off the sweet aroma and incense to God of His regenerate, regenerating power that causes them to love it and embrace it. And what a difference there is. But in both cases, God is honored. Because wicked men are justifying Him that they deserve to go to hell. And righteous men are justifying the great work He's done in them by regenerating grace that they would receive the gospel in such a different way. This is the word of God. You've hardly ever heard these verses used if you grew up in Arminian circles. Because look what it says it says that we are a savour, a sweet aroma, incense to God in those that perish. Because they believe the message and get saved? No. Because it's the savour of death unto death in them. There is no savour of death unto life in this passage. Because God is the only one that can move a person from death unto life. And only when they have been passed from death unto life Will they receive and believe and obey the gospel of Jesus Christ plainly taught? Now, many today and over the last 50 to 150 years in our nation have modified the message to multiply the multitude. They have corrupted the true, sincere, simple, plain apostolic doctrine and practice in order to increase the size of their churches. And to increase the size of a church is very, very easy. And we could do it very easily if we chose to compromise in the ways they have. But Paul would not do such a thing. Paul determined not to know anything among them save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Paul was a very learned, intelligent, and eloquent man who could have stood his own against anyone. But he didn't do that he dumbed the message down to the plain preaching of Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so he says in verse 17, We are not as many. Can you believe that in Paul's day, there were already many which corrupt the word of God? They alter the word of God. They alter its emphasis. They're partial in the word of God. They do not preach Jesus Christ and him crucified the way that I do. But as of, but, means opposite them, as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. We will not have any part with them. We will remain separate and different, preaching Jesus Christ without corrupting the word of God. And so verse 16 had told us, to the one, we are the savour of death and to death. Those are men that are perishing. The gospel doesn't save them. God must save them. And to the other, the savour of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? No man can make those changes that God makes. Amen. We simply preach the word and God exposes his work. Either he's done it or he hasn't done it. And it shows up when the word of God is preached, especially about the great dividing doctrine of all. And it's not election. It's the Lord Jesus Christ crucified, set forth plainly and powerfully the way he would present it himself and the way that Paul and the apostles did. Thank you, Lord, for showing us this in your word and for regenerating us so that we love Christ crucified. Let us pray. Almighty God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, We come before thee in his glorious name, thanking thee, blessing thee, adoring thee, submitting ourselves to thee and to your gracious work in our hearts. Thank you for regenerating us. Thank you for changing us. Thank you for opening our hearts, our eyes, our ears that we might attend unto the things that are written in God's word and that have been preached to us about the Lord Jesus Christ. We love thy son. We own him today as our Lord and our Savior. He is ruler of the universe. He is the surety of his elect. Our comfort and our cause in this world is because of him. Our security and our hope of eternal life is because of him. Without thee and him, we have nothing but the just deserts of eternal torment in hell. O oh, Father in heaven, thank you for saving us. Thank you for justifying us. Thank you for pardoning us. Thank you for redeeming us. And most of all, thank thee for adopting us that we are thy children and the Lord Jesus Christ our brother. Therefore, we call thee Father. Thou art his Father. We are joint heirs with him. Thou art our father. We thank thee for thy son. Father in heaven, we stand and tremble and rejoice at the same time in your house. We do not want to go one inch or one second forward in this assembly without your blessing, without your approval without your sanctifying grace by your Spirit and the full merits of the Lord Jesus Christ upon us and over us. If you do not go with us, we do not want to go forward. But we trust that by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit and your great immutability and faithfulness, we will go forward with your blessing. O oh, Lord, bless us. Let everything that is said, everything that is done, our conversation around the assemblies, the singing, the praying, the preaching, the hearing, let it all be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight. Yes. Let there be a savor, an aroma, incense, not from any of us swinging incense. And dispensing it ourselves, but by the manifestation of the truth of your Son to our hearts and our minds, let it come up into heaven. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us our foolish attraction to this world and its things. Cause us to love thy Son where he is seated at thy right hand in heavenly places more than anything on earth. Lord, make us go in the way of your commandments. O Heavenly Father, hedge us about, lest we wander into the path of foolishness and the congregation of the dead. Keep us in the road of righteousness and the highway of holiness. And Lord, hedge us about in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by his finished work on the cross, when Satan was cast down, that we might be delivered from the powers of darkness, and that the Lord Jesus Christ would walk around this candlestick today and preserve and keep us. We pray the same as we do in private and public for all thy sincere ministers and churches everywhere. Have mercy upon them all and bless them. Multiply them, protect them, deliver them, and grant them great growth in grace. We thank thee for thy precious word. We thank thee, for the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. We thank thee for the hope of eternal life by the second Adam. We are blessed abundantly. We're thankful for like-minded brethren to sit in this place. We're thankful for the liberties of this nation. We're thankful for health and strength this day. We're thankful for all the comforts that we have. Lord, we want to use them all for thy honor and glory. Be with us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.